This episode is brought to you by Bondi Sands Everyday Skincare. These are the yays of our lives. Busy and happy are not the same thing. We too rarely question what makes the heart sing. We work, then we rest, but rarely we play and often don't realise there's more than one way. So this is a platform to hear and explore the stories of those who found lives they adore. The good, bad and ugly, the best and worst day will bear all the facets of seething your yay. I'm Sarah Davidson, or Spoonful of Sarah, a lawyer turned fun entrepreneur who swapped the suits and heels to co-found Matcha Maiden and Matcha Milk Bar. Seize the Yay is a series of conversations on finding a life you love and exploring the self-doubt, challenge, joy, and fulfillment along the way. Hi, Bim. Morning, Bim. Welcome back that to is. Yay's of Our Lives. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Welcome back As to you to life. I know who re-enter the universe. This is the first Yays of Our Lives in so many weeks, a very, very belated birthday episode <laughs> to everyone who uh, submitted questions for our Q&A. Thank you so much for your patience. I feel like I kept putting up that Q&A function on socials and saying, we're recording tomorrow. <laughs> and then we just didn't record tomorrow for a month. For a whole month. I feel like the episode we did prior or the last one we did was a few days before your birthday mm. and then we're like, oh, we won't include the birthday stuff because we'll just record it next week and then next week became six, 16 years later. And we're still <laughs> now 85 <laughs> years old. So it's a new Q&A. Yeah. <laughs> Octogenarian life yeah. is really great. <laughs> really great. My voice has aged a little bit. That makes sense. <laughs> but you were unwell. I was unwell. I finally, <laughs> the spicy cough caught up with me. It was definitely my turn. Like, let's be real. Yeah, I'm actually really impressed about that it took that long. So am I. I am... As much, obviously, I would never wish it upon anyone. I'm Except waiting me. for mine. <laughs> I was like, finally, she shut up. <laughs> Goodness. Oh I still sound like this. It's really lingering. Yeah, but you had a cold afterwards as well. Yeah. So it's kind of just – but it's quite common to have these post-viral symptoms and mm. not necessarily still be infectious. Yeah, I was like, surely, surely – because we were hanging out just two days before when yeah. you came, came positive. And we all spent the whole day together. Whole day, we watched a movie and – like we went to Hamilton. We went to Hamilton. Oh my god, we have we have so much to catch up on. This is why we need to record these episodes once every three days because too much <laughs> happens in between. Because you all need to catch up on our lives, on, our <laughs> lives. <laughs> on what we have been doing. These are the years as of a group. Our lives, <laughs> just Sarah and I, not yours. Nobody else's lives. <laughs> But it's true. These episodes are just us having catch-ups and sharing all our random in-jokes that nobody understands. Why are we like this? Why do people care? Why are we like this? Nobody cares. That's nobody why. cares. Nobody cares. Okay, okay. Your birthday was when, what happened for your birthday? You surprised me. Oh, that's oh no, right. that was a week after the birthday. No, that was birthday. No, well, birthday yeah. day. I yeah. did my tradition. Yeah, so we do a tradition of surprising each other f- with random things. So- no, streamers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, okay. so Andrew's tradition is that she somehow gets into our home because she has keys and, <laughs> and then I <laughs> leave <and I> streamers. <laughs> In the most obnoxious possible way. And I go all out. Like, I remember one year you went to a massage and I went all out in your bedroom, went like balloons across the walls, like happy birthday. Streamers everywhere, balloons on the ground. I hid in the the couch waiting for you to surprise you. And then this time I had to come from work. So I came. 
It was a whole debacle. We were actually meant to record that night. And you're yeah. like, I, and I, I'm had, tired. Was I already losing my voice? No, you're just, just a bit tired. I was like, that's fair. And it's also your birthday. Anyway, was so, it on the day? It was on the day, Yeah, wasn't on the it? day. Yeah, and okay. you have a ring, a new ring. Oh, yeah. Okay. Bell. So we have a brand new. <laughs> Nick okay, give so the context. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Nick will give the footage. So we installed, uh, some of you guys might remember from socials that Nick's car got broken into. And the irony of that was that we had just installed those proper alarm, like ring Ring is the brand cameras that attach to your doorbell and that are like motion sensor activated. So the day before his car got broken into, we had all the automatic lights, all the video footage, but like the notification on his phone didn't wake him up. So we just caught 4K footage of a burglar going into his car and couldn't do anything about it. But now <laughs> Nick has this really loud in your face obnoxious alarm that goes like any motion near our door and he gets this like chime bell wind thing and going on. Like I know you have ring, but I don't know how ring works because I don't know. I just ha- I don't even have doorbell. You, you just have to knock, like use your own muscles. <laughs> and I can't. <laughs> Over in Pleb Town, we just use knuckles. <laughs> um, I remember coming and I was on the phone to my friend on FaceTime. Oh, my God. And I was like thought I was so incognito I was like whispering like oh my god she doesn't know that I'm she here. wasn't meanwhile the whole ring sensor motion alarm voice alarm Nick was watching the whole thing go down I was on the front porch and he was he was messaging me being like what the f are you doing do you think no one can hear you and I was like yeah I'm whispering he was like he's like the whole house can hear you. And yeah, I was I said, like, I think there's women outside. And he's like, oh, no, there's no women outside. I'm like, no, someone's outside. I took a full phone call thinking no one could hear me. <laughs> because you were just like multitasking, like putting your streamers up, having a little gas bag like, with I a friend. Like, I was whispering. You were whispering. I thought I was. And I was like, Mel, look how good the front porch looks. And I was giving her a tour of the streamers. But you'd be like, look at the streamers. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, and, like, and, then, and then I was like, oh, oh, oh. And then, oh, oh, oh. oh no. Everyone knows that laugh is also a tradition for these episodes. But yeah, so I did end up decorating it as per usual. And then we had dinner. That was the birthday day. But the birthday surprise was weeks after. It was so lovely. It was the best. So also, as you guys know, coolest thing in the entire universe is that my brother and I share our birthdays. So we were both adopted from different biological families, born in different cities, but we have the same birthday four years apart and then Mm. ended up getting adopted into the same family through a blind process, which blows my mind. So if you don't believe in destiny, it's impossible not to grow up believing in destiny when that's how I ended up with my brother. And also, I forget that you're adopted I remember, remember that one time I was in Korea and I met oh Hannah. <laughs> I, <had> this, so, <laughs> I had this Korean friend, Jade. I love Jade. You know Jade. We all love Jade. And she is like Korean as it gets, speaks Korean, but I met her here in Melbourne and obviously speaks very fluent English. So she's flying back to Korea now, lives in Korea, and I was there the other year. And I was like, Jade, let's catch up. And she's my only Korean friend in my brain, my only Korean friend. And so I went and I just put up this post and I was like, oh, my only Korean friend. Love you so much, Jade. And Sarah commented, she goes, what the actual excuse me? is going on? No kidding. I just forgot Sarah was Korean. I was like, oh my God. 
this is uh, I'm so sorry I just forgot because I like, forget okay. I forget sure 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 I forget because your mum is like country bumpkin Australian lady oh, mum oh I love my mummy Mother's Day is also coming Mother's up this Day's is how long up. it's been since our last episode my birthday is so far away yeah, but from so far Mother's up. Day. But between you had Easter in between that. And also you went to Hamilton Island and did it awesome. I went to Hamilton Island. How was that? It was absolutely incredible. I got to meet Grace Tame. Amazing. Oh, my gosh. She is such a special human being. We had the greatest time. But so much has happened. Oh, my God. How do yeah. we even- What was it for again? So first I was emceeing the Keep It Cleaner tour. That's right. And one of the most beautiful things ever, as you know, I go on about this all the time, but meeting listeners in real life reminds me, A, that they exist, but B, is just the most special, special thing to, like, out in the wild, get to actually meet people who listen to the show. And I didn't expect, you know, it's Keep It Cleaner. I thought, Steph and Laura, they have a beautiful, big, like, massive community. And I sort of would, you know, finish emceeing and then, like, go to leave and they'd have this massive queue of people. And then the fact that there were like Seize the Yay listeners who were also waiting around. Cute. I'm like, oh, wait, for me? For Seize the Yay? And it was so, so lovely. Some people like brought their book Being so that so I could cute. say it blew my mind. Absolutely so, was I the most that. special thing ever. And then from the Brisbane Keep It Cleaner tour, went to Hamilton Island to MC for Entrepreneurs Organization, which is a, another amazing, amazing bunch of people who – it's a global organization with chapters in each city and you get put into forums with I think eight or nine or maybe 10 other business owners of a similar size, but different industries. And it's just, it's an amazing, amazing community. And that was, yeah, mind blowing. Didn't they have like a non something? Yeah, they have a non-solicitation and strict confidentiality clauses. So you have a safe place. <laughs> you're not allowed to pitch to each gotcha. other. Gotcha. See, makes sense. But and I like that. you're not allowed to tell anyone else. So you can share your figures really openly and, like, you know, business can be really isolating, yeah. can be really hard to find people who can give you honest advice without using your information for something. It's a really, really beautiful organisation. It really was quite special. And for me too to have gone from two years of not having colleagues or not really doing anything to – being with like 350 amazing people. Yeah, it was so special. Then we had Easter. I just like, I don't even know where to start. Like so much has happened. So much has happened. Well, we did go to Hamilton. We went to Hamilton. And then Hamilton the musical. And Hamilton. Was, it was a lot of Hamilton. Was a lot of Hamiltons. Hamilton was great. You didn't know about it. I just picked you up. And then we went. It was really one of those fun days. So, oh, <gasps> You have to tell us about your yesterday. Oh, my yesterday. I so went you to went to Newcastle. Newcastle. Oh, so I have. A, I was having a life crisis. We realised it wasn't really a life crisis. I was just very exhausted. And then we realised I was just really low in iron and then didn't realise what the ripple effects of being really low energy was. And one of those for me was being really irritable and fidgety and like – I was like, you I, are a nay to yay when you're talking. You I am a horse. <laughs> nay, get it? <laughs> yeah, we're going to have an equestrian guest on. I'm actually guest a BITCH. It was so bad. I couldn't, I couldn't be more cold if, oh, my God, it's just embarrassing. Anyway, I'm very sorry for those who have affected. Loz, we're really sorry that Ange was a bitch. Loz. Ange actually made Lozzie cry. That's a story for another day. That's a story anyway. for another day. So I went to Newcastle on a whim to see my really great friend and I love being spontaneous and it was a very spontaneous trip. I decided it was meant to stay till the Thursday and then extended it to the Saturday. 
She's got two kids who are four and five or three and five turning four and six. And I just adore them. So we haven't seen each other for ages and our kids would kind of barely remember me if anything, but they're just awesome and they're really awesome kids. Anyway, I said to her, I was like, can I take them out for a yesterday? And then she's like, yeah, of course. Oh, my God, do, do whatever you want. She's like, Sc- whatever, school's not important. She's a teacher. She goes, school's not important. She was your like, teacher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was. <laughs> one of the best. So I took them out of school for a whole day. Oh, my God. And I so said to fun. them, you can write on this A4 piece of paper all the things that you want to do, and I have to say yes to all of them. It was the cutest list of things to do. It was like – See what's on the sushi train, but sushi was spelled S O O S H Y. Oh my god, that's how mum says it. See what's happening in the movies. Make dinner for mum and dad. Have a fancy dinner, like fancy spelled F A N S Y. Oh, so um, fancy. Draw a house. Watch seventeen. <laughs> draw a house. Se- watch seventeen movies. Oh, I remember you had go to, watch to the Mausoleum. Museum. Oh, um, go like just the great. Like go to the park, catch the ferry. Just simple, beautiful um, things. Re- and I was like, you know what is a testament to their parenting is that there was only one thing that involved technology, which was the seventeen <gasps> movies, because it was all cooking for mum and dad, writing mum and dad's invitation. We literally did all of it. We caught the bus everywhere around Newcastle, went over the ferry, went to the park. They saw a fountain. They were like. Can Arnie Ange. They call me Arnie Ange. One calls me Stange and one calls me Arnie Ange. Arno is like still trying to figure out how to what my name is and be like, Stange. Oh my god, that's so cute. Dench. Ding. For lounge. Ang. Like ants. Like just can never get it right. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I love children. Yeah. And so they were running around naked in this fountain because it was yesterday. We had so much sugar, gelati at before night, 10 o'clock. Oh my gosh. The um, greatest. Just the best day ever. And then we cooked for mum and dad that night and they had to have a fancy dinner, which meant mum and dad had to dress up in a suit and dress. And we were the waitresses. So I said, Claudia, put. Maybe let's make this really romantic. She's like, yeah. So she drew a love heart in a book and put it on the table as <laughs> and the romance. Romantic. Yeah. <laughs> and then she wrote a table number on this like old piece of paper that wrote 72 oh for some reason. God. Table 72. Honestly, the funniest kids ever. And so we served them and it was the best. And then we turned it into a documentary that we showed them that night. So we filmed the whole day, turned it into a little <sighs> video that like Claudie chose the music and the some of the footage oh and stuff. Gosh. And we showed mom and dad that night our whole day out. And it was just like. It was so refreshing and wholesome and I was probably exactly what I needed. I think that trip for me wasn't didn't need to be an adventure trip. Normally I'd be very adventurous like camping and van lifing and doing a lots of water sports and things like that. But I think I just wanted to bunker down in that trip, which I was able to because they're just so wholesome. Oh, my god! So, yeah, yesterday was awesome. I highly recommend yesterday for anyone at any age. I feel like everyone needs to have a day, a yesterday. Yeah, and, but I think you need someone to pull you – like go and surprise you, take you out of mm. whatever you're doing for that day and just just surrender to the spontaneity. Yeah. Like similar to Hamilton. I was going to say, that's what we did on my birthday. It was yeah. like a kind of a version of that where I didn't know what anything was. I just had to say yes to like the whole day yeah. of insert Angela's decisions said, here. This date, please block out. For it the was day. the best. And I booked the tickets ages and your mum was so, your mum was the best. I, <laughs> do you know how I was only off the scent because she did that amazing acting at the table. She was amazing. So I was like, so I told Elizabeth, I was like, I only told Elizabeth because I assumed or knew that it's something that you would have I booked, might have booked yeah. for your aunties and your mum yeah. to take them to. So I was like, oh, I'm sorry, but I booked it for 
Sarah for her birthday. Do you mind making sure that she doesn't book it all, that it's not already booked? She's like, oh my God, best present ever. And then at the table at your birthday, I was like, oh, I'm so excited. Do you want to know what it is? And your mom was like, oh, no, you were I- like, your mom's not very happy about oh, it. Oh yeah. And then she goes, she just fully played into it. She goes and straight dead face. She was like, I'm actually quite concerned it's quite dangerous and so i thought we were going to like like sky <laughs> water yeah. raft or like <laughs> she kept playing with it like your mom fully just continued for two weeks being like oh, i'm just i'm not i'm not that keen on the activity you should write a will but <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh my god that's so something you would do i was like fuck typical Ange. <laughs> she's gone and booked me into some like extreme sport like we're probably bungee jumping onto yeah. a mountain in the alps to ski down a hill or something like <sighs> i want to relax it was amazing <laughs> it was so good and then you took me into the city and i thought we were going to you said historical yep you said so i museum. thought we were going to the museum and i was like <laughs> which wow. i was really excited uh, and about i was like jesus i could have saved a lot of money and just gone to the museum but I love that. So my mum always used to do runaway from school days yes. with us where it was like I, without calling it a yes day, it was a yes day. And I think that was so formative that there were just days where we do this all the time. We have no plans. Mm. Even like last night we did a movie, but we didn't know we were going to no. have a movie night it's just and the, we bored our eyes out. It's a uh, block out the day day. But I think there's also some niceness in – I know it's hard with full-time work and things. You can't necessarily just – take someone out but you can always book someone out and be like hey take an ADO or take a annual leave day on this day yeah trust me it's worth it or even like an and evening it yeah. could be like a yes and just evening pick them up just kind of not have any plans and just pick them up and take them somewhere and they have to genuinely surrender you know phones down like social media it's or whatever so you want fun. really but it's really refreshing and wholesome and lovely so that's our recommendation for that's this week our, yeah that's definitely do a yes day yeah with anyone could be your parents or yeah. paul anybody yeah we also have we have so many different dot points in our brains at the moment so this is already i mean our normal episodes are chaotic but this i'm like okay where do we even go from here but another thing that's kind of yes day related is that now we're actually able to do live events again and things in person yes. and how lovely it's been on the few times so far since reopening up that I've been able to actually meet neighborhood people in real life again. It's just brought so much joy that we were thinking of doing something like a, like a Pinot and Picasso night together, like as a small group or ceramics. You and I love ceramics, I like love things ceramics. like that, but definitely Pinot and Picasso. So like, would anyone be interested if anyone's listening yep. and would like to join us? Anyone in, we'll do it in Melbourne first. Yep. Any Melbourne listeners who just want to come and have a gas bag, bit of Pinot, maybe do some painting. I or feel like that could be really fun. We could do a yes night and not <gasps> tell anyone what it is. Except we already just told everyone. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or. What? <gasps> it can be for like you and a friend and it's a yes night so you don't tell your friend so yes. people listening say if you want to come and bring a friend but you don't tell the friend what they're coming what to is. yeah <gasps> and then you oh my god okay and to oh, you and don't you have tell- to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, suck. we did not plan this obviously and you have to tell us why your friend deserves the yes night 
Oh. <laughs> but this is just okay, other ideas. Okay, hear me out, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hala, 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 hala. Like recommend. Hala, 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 recommend. Oh, God. Uh, only true listeners will understand what the hell we're talking about. Um, Even still, they probably won't. Oh, my God. What if the friend... Is, is actually a special event for their friend. Could be their birthday. Could be theirs. <gasps> but they don't tell us what it's about, and we have to like what charades to guess. Yeah, we just suss out what it is. <laughs> and on the night, they're like, "Oh, we're actually pregnant," and all of a sudden, it's a baby shower with all these randos. Okay, this is like the neighborhood wedding we were gonna do. Y- yeah. And a couple is-, is trying to get proposed. Now yeah. one of our listeners was like, I want to get proposed to just so it can be a neighborhood wedding. Yeah. Anyway, so back to the premise of the whole thing. We will hold a yes night. Yes. And it will be around Pino and Picasso, I think, is our first one. Yeah, exactly. So first one. let us know if you would like to come and why. Yeah. I don't even know how many spots. I should probably like call Pino and Picasso yeah. and be like, can you actually do yeah. that? But that would be the greatest. Let us know if you would like some more neighborhood events because I feel like it would be fun. It's so much fun for us as yeah. well. And the future ones, it's a don't know what's happening. Just book out the night. Yes. Turn up to this. <gasps> turn up Mystery to this. Evening. Yeah. That's what I Yeah. And then we, <gasps> you and I organize it. No. Okay. Or, you know, how whole episode is, or, <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> you, know how, you know, you know, you know how on, do you listen to Smartless? No. It's the podcast with Jason Bateman. Oh, who else? I can't even remember who the three guys are, but three really famous, amazing oh, actors. Talks about it all the time. It's yeah. so funny. And, and they invite their friend. And they yeah, but yeah. only one of them knows the guest each time. So it'll be like Will Ferrell. Yeah, or we like, do that. Yeah, but it can be like you organize one yes night and I don't know what it is. And, and then I organize the next one and you don't know what it is. And no one else, and no one else knows. Yeah. yeah, only one person. Oh! So another thing we did last night was we let the internet decide what we were going to watch for our movie (gasps) night. That could be a day that we do let the internet decide. (gasps) Okay, sorry, continue. We've got to stop these ideas. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm sorry. This is such a choose-your-own-adventure episode, except no one can choose. This is such a freedom adventure, but there's no freedom. <laughs> it's a yes episode, but it's all no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. We are so hectic. Oh, my okay. God. Okay, we're what hectic. else do we what have? Bim, it's been 22 I'm minutes sorry, and sorry. we haven't started on the birthday no, question. What, what did we watch last night? Very wholesome recommendations. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, we've missed a lot of recommendations and, yeah, we would watch stories. We're going to record next week's episode straight after this. Because there's too much stuff to get through yeah. in this one. But we do have one overarching recommendation from last night. We had a little movie night. We didn't know what to watch, as always. Putting it out there to the universe, I would like an app where you put your genre and, like, whether you want to cry or not and, you know, whether you want it to be, you know, whatever you want it to be and, like, it just spits out a movie for you to watch because I'm so indecisive. But we did that with the internet and can you please... Give a shout out to whoever recommended it to us. So Lindsay, Lindsay <laughs> Hoogs, we call her at work. Lindsay Hoogen Hout. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's a long last oh name. Oh my God, you should have checked before you went live with that. That's okay. Lindsay will be okay with it. Lindsay recommended it. It's called Coda. To be honest, I think the best part of it was that I knew of the movie. I didn't know what it was about. I had zero idea of what it was about. I knew that they had won a few awards mm. and I knew the backstory of the crew being hearing impaired or and or deaf 
And I, you know me, I just love, I love it all. I love all of it. I love Auslan and I love ASL, which is the American one. And I love just how they communicate. I think it's really beautiful. Anyway, we ended up watching that. We, we went from, hey, we both want true crime, <laughs> death, killing. We actually started the first prostitute video the- in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's sex worker now, Bim. Oh, it's we literally sitting in the. Is it? We watched the first 30 seconds of a Ted Bundy movie before this recommendation came through, and I'm so glad that we abandoned it in favor of Coda. But do you know what's the most beautiful thing is watching a movie when you haven't heard all the hype? You don't really know. So I was like that with Hamilton. I didn't know uh... any of the backstory, I just knew that. Our dear friend Georgia Love was like only speaks in Hamiltonian and but otherwise had no idea about it. And sometimes coming to something without knowing the storyline is it's like a yes night. It's like I'm saying yes to this movie for two and a half hours, even though I don't know what it's about. And we were bawling within 30 minutes. It is. Can I quickly put what the other recommendations were from? Oh, yeah. But first, let's go through Coda. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So, yeah. Coda. So, Coda actually stands for child of a deaf adult. Yes. And actually, maybe we shouldn't say too much about it so that people who haven't watched it, just go and watch True, it without yeah. knowing anything about it and then report back because it is just so much yay in the heart, like bawling our eyes out. Actually, I was making fun of Andrew. I was like, are you crying every movie? Literally, Sarah's <laughs> walking around the room like, you know, I- I'm so strong. <laughs> I, and I was like, I'm about to cry. And it was not even a really teary part of the movie it's not a sad movie it's no, just it's so beautiful it's like yeah and i was like crying so was in hysterics and then <laughs> and i so i was like shamelessly crying and then all of a sudden i hear like this no sniffly oh and rolled over and on I the other way so you Sarah's can't see like, me tears down her eyes and i was like you little <laughs> hypocrite oh it was just it was tears of joy though yeah. it was just pure humanity and yeah. Uh, so much love and emotion and just go and watch it. I can't I don't think you could ever get to the end of it and not feel warm and enlightened yeah. and oh it's it's beautiful. And then of course we do that thing where then we go in a YouTube wormhole and watch all the interviews with the actors <laughs> about the movie. It won three Oscars, so you probably don't need to know anymore, but do yourself a favor and go and watch it. Especially if you're having a bad day, like you just it's so, so beautiful. And don't look up too much about it. I kind of like that idea. Yeah, I, we had no idea. We just watched it. I think that's the other thing about recommendations is that they're recommended to you. So recommendations is because they're recommended to you. Recommended. <laughs> so I kind of get in trouble. Recommended um, to you. So you kind of trust in that already. So you don't really have mm. to vet it or like read the blurbs or anything. And just another really quick shout out for another recommendation, which was actually a nomination. The Last guest we had on, I think it was the last guest or maybe the guest before, Alison Gordon, who was the incredible army officer turned Arctic and Antarctic expeditionist turned sustainable pet food (laughs) business owner who created this net zero protein source for her PTSD suffering former paratrooping dog, like what a story, was submitted by Emily DeWilgis, who's an amazing neighborhood listener. And I would never have found Alison without that. So I love the idea of getting you guys to whistleblow on your community heroes because we want to feature them. And now we're getting a bit more organized with how we're going to be sharing these stories. So please keep them coming. That's right. Can I share some other recommendations? Yeah, go for it. So we put it up on the Instagram. We These were some of the recommendations. So Encanto. Lin Manuel Miranda by Christina. Thank you, Christina. We had 
Please put No Escape on your list. Such a great movie. Awful but great from Colby. Awful but great. We love Colby. I love Awful but great. Yes. <laughs> the Reader with Kate Winslet was apparently good, apparently Ooh. mind-boggling, but very much enjoyed. So please watch that apparently. This one was like passionately advocated for, so it must be good. Docker on Netflix called The Last Breath. Incredible. Just trust me. I swear you'll be recommending it to everyone. Trust me. Trust. It's like, okay, I think this next section on our second on our list, we've got Turning Red. Oh. Which I think is on Disney Plus potentially. I think it's a cartoon. Oh, I haven't actually watched any of these. I I feel like we need to have a vetting process in case we're like, oh. Yeah. No, Turning Red is good. Turning Red, Don't Look Up. Don't look up. Ted Lasso by um, oh, Jing Yi. Thank Ted you. Lasso has been re- recommended so many times. I haven't watched any Me of Me either. I don't know why. We oh, need to do yeah, this. Yeah, we need to do that. 365 DNI. Watch it. It's like a comedy apparently if you want a laugh. Devil Wears Prada, classic oh, by Steph. Sorry, iconic. Deb was the one that recommended 365 DNI. Yeah, they were the main ones I think. Hopefully I've got more. But, yeah, some good recommendations. So if you do have a movie night that you've got coming up. Start with Coda. Yes, yeah, start with Kodo and then suss out the others or please recommend us other ones if you mm. have. Lovely neighbourhood, you might remember our incredible guest from episode 115, Blair James, who started out in a town of just 1,000 people only to grow Bondi Sands to over 50 products in a whopping 30,000 retailers worldwide. Since then, Bondi Sands has launched an incredible everyday skincare range packed with Australian botanicals that has something for every skin type, even the sensitive ones like mine. I love an Aussie business, as you all know, especially one that serves up that glow all within 100% recycled post-consumer packaging and the range itself has options to cleanse, treat, hydrate, protect and mask with packaging colours and shapes to identify each one and there's a skincare quiz online to help you choose what's right for you. My favourites are the Golden Hour Brightening Vitamin C Serum, Bondi Babe Purifying Clay Mask, especially with all the travel and makeup at work at the moment and most importantly the Sunny Days Hydrating SPF 50 Plus Moisturiser. Sun care is so incredibly important for our skin as we all know. I'll pop the link in the show notes for you to check it out. Questions? I feel like these poor people who have submitted them for like six weeks now (laughs) deserve to have some of them answered. Questions. Although they did have to suffer through 30 minutes of us laughing about nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so questions. This was just random questions slash questions if – they wanted about your birthday, but it ended up just being a mixed ball, mixed bag, mixed ball, <laughs> mixed bag. I think. <laughs> so I'm gonna just gonna throw some at you. Is okay. that alright? Sure. Okay. This one is probably a, quite a nice one for some people. Um, it is by Nat underscore Fam. How did you find balance during your time as a lawyer, young struggling grad here? Oh. Emoji with a tear rolling down face, but still smiling. Oh, I feel your pain, my love. Balance is something that <laughs> is so elusive. I think in all chapters of my life, I've struggled with it, but it definitely was harder then, I think, because, you know, at the very beginning, you want to prove yourself. You don't necessarily feel established enough or confident enough to take back the power in the same way that you might a few years into your career. You know, you are kind of establishing yourself, working hard, trying to learn, make a good impression. It's really difficult. And I think looking back at that time, we had Matcha Maiden 
on in the background from probably the end of my first year. So having something, even if you can only give it a little bit of time on the weekend, a little bit of time after work, it doesn't have to be a full business, but having something on the side that gives your brain a little bit of a rest, but also makes you excited to finish work at the end of the day, like something you can't wait to get to or that you can't wait to have time for. I found that even if it wasn't technically balanced in terms of work being like 90% of my life and that only being 10%, it's better than having nothing else to balance it out. I feel like where the biggest challenge happens is where your working life, your working identity and your working goals become everything and you're so tired that you don't make time for anything else, which is so understandable and natural. But even just having one small activity that you know makes you really happy and making sure that's the one thing you don't miss Whether or not anything else gets fitting in that week, I feel like, you know, as you get more senior and as you get more confident in being able to push back a little bit, your time to integrate that activity into your week more will grow. But just start small, start with something that gives your brain a complete rest and your body a complete rest. Surround yourself with friends who are also either going through the same thing or who have been through it and either found a solution or changed their balance or or who got the balance wrong and wish that they could tell someone, you know, younger than them how to fix it. I think just having people to bounce off in those harder times as well really helps. This is a question on the back of that question that wasn't in the list, but in grad lawyer corporate kind of life, do you still get to accumulate leave for the year and things like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's the other thing, yeah. Use your sick days. It takes a while to accrue leave, but – I think in some working environments, there is a bit of pressure not to take your leave, but you're entitled to it. I mean, perhaps don't ask for it in your first three months at the firm, but yeah, you're entitled to take that. And I think it's it's a much better environment now, a much better landscape than it was, say, 10 years ago or even five years ago. People are more accepting that burnt out employees don't achieve much I for think you. That's what I learned the hard way I think I was so new and fresh and like I have to be committed to this job I took I think three days of annual leave last year altogether and then obviously the eight days that we have to take but I underappreciated the ability to take leave Mm -hmm. and we were really lucky at work that they actually encouraged and they would but in my mind it was my own conscience that was like oh no I can't leave the team like yeah they're so short-staffed already like we're in the middle of pandemic I can't leave them when they were kind of like no, we want you to take And you leave. should, yeah. And they, so they were encouraging and I was here being like, no, 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 like there's never a good time, but there's mm. never going to be a good time. Mm. And so I, that's why I booked Newcastle, but it took me that long mm. to just use it. And then I was like, oh, my God, now I've booked, I've like used all my leave for the year, but preemptively booked for the rest of the year. And now I have things to look forward to. Mm. That's how it's worked for me is that I, rather than continually work and there's nothing to look forward to, then if you book leave somewhere at the end of the year, even if it's for a week, mm means that there's something exciting that's happening in the look, near yeah, future. to look forward to. I think the other thing as well that really helped me is looking at the public holidays that you have in the year in advance and sort of if you don't want to take that much leave, you can just add a day onto a three-day weekend. So that turns into four days, but you've only had to use one day of annual leave. And if you book early enough before you need it, where it gets tricky is where, you know, you suddenly realize there's a three-day weekend next week and you ask them in a week in advance. Like you can't manage your workload around taking four days off. Whereas if you book it now, the public holidays are already set. You know, you can book now for like November and build it in so that you know in advance, you've given them enough notice, 
you can hand over all your case files on time. You know, if you kind of plan ahead, you don't feel as guilty because you're not leaving anyone. You know, you're not announcing it at the last minute. Everyone can plan around you. And also then you can get it. Yeah. Like you said, you can get excited. So I think, I think you're, yeah, managing your annual leave as efficiently and effectively as you can. It's there for a reason and, and sick days. I mean, they don't roll over. You're supposed to use them in the year and not waiting either until you're like deathly because it can take you a really long time to get well if you don't take a sick day, like when it could be most effective. But also I never used my sick days for mental health days. I only use them for physical health days and that did not work very well. Mm. So if you're having a, a mental, like don't feel like you can't use them for mental health days either. Mm. That's a good one. This is a, a random one, but a, I like but them being random. I actually like them not being Jazz a thing. Jasmine.x sent, how do you normally greet each other on the phone and in person? Oh, that's <laughs> a great question. <laughs> Usually, <sighs> bimp. Usually no, it's like, hi, normally, bimp. Yeah, normally Sarah will be like, hey, bim. This is the phone. So, ring, ring. This is Sarah. Hey, bim. And I'll be like, did you just throw your phone in the Bermuda Triangle? Because <laughs> she doesn't pick up a hundred times and then she just like randomly picks up. So no, you're always surprised. You're like, Bim! Yeah, Bim! Yeah, yeah it's always surprised. And you're like, hey, Bim! Or Hi, you're Bim. like, boop, boop, because you're in the car. Oh, yeah. And I'll go. My Mazda goes, boop, boop. So, yeah, it's very okay, excitable, wait. Bim. Funny story. <laughs> so, Nick used to always make fun of my Mazda going, boop, boop. So, when... When I would call him, he'd answer and go, boop, boop. And one of our friends, Jimmy, thought that that's what we call each other. <laughs> boop, boop, yeah. that, our, that our cute that's name right. is boop, boop for each other. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, what are you saying? He's like, isn't that what you call each other, boop, boop? I'm like, what are you? <laughs> that was the best. No, it's always, yeah, the phone is you're always very much, hey, Bim, and I'm Bimbalina. Or you're like Bimbalina. But, yeah, it's very much that. I don't really ever say Bimbalina. I say Bimbalina, yeah. I think. Not when I first see you. Yeah. And then when or we sometimes s- you're like, oi. <laughs> no, what? Yeah, sometimes you're like, oi. Okay, I didn't realise. No, and did also, that. oh, this is a visual again, but this. Oh, hey, Bim. Yeah, hey, Bim. Yeah, 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 yeah. This, this is definitely me. And now I do it. Have you noticed? <laughs> the, it's the it's hand. It's waving like. With your you- hands, fingers together. And thumb all touching each other. And your hand doesn't move independently of your forearm. Like the whole thing moves together. <laughs> That's it's your a shoulder, wave. It's a shoulder <laughs> exercise. <laughs> you got to keep your core really stable, but it's really small movements. Yeah, really small. When did that start? I have no idea, Bim. Yeah, that's weird. And then, but us <laughs> physically seeing each other is very excitable. It's normally yep. like a Bim and yep. then a jump, like it's a hug, jump, jump up and hug. down. Yeah. Yeah. And Sarah's really skinny, so she goes through my arm. <laughs> and so it's like I float it's away. Disjointed. <laughs> it's disjointed. Uh, um, like non-patterned jumping. That's so a really cute question. It is How do you really cute. Each other? Well, on the back of that is why do you call each other Bim? Is it short for Bimbo? That's from oh, we've definitely told that Fiona, story before. Fiona 19. Yeah, it's just because um, oh, it would have been in the, I don't know, fi- yeah, we've 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 done it before. It's a term of endearment, basically, mm. that started with Bimbalina was the first one. No, it started with bimbo, bimbo. Yeah. Then Bimbalina, and then just and then other suffixes came, and then they all had different meanings. But there's a hierarchy, and Bimbi is at the top. Yeah, Bimbi and, and Bim is just kind of like Bimbo is pretty like generic now. Yeah, and then like so, if she calls high. you Bimbo, you're not in the circle of trust. No, well, Bim, you can't expose that. <laughs> no. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, no, Ooh. it is a term of endearment. 
that I started when I was in high school and then it stuck. But it, for people that don't know me and don't know us, it can be people like, oh, that's been insulting. But it genuinely no, it's is. loving. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hugely lovely. lovely. Yeah. So, yeah, we call each other Bim. And I find it weird calling you anything else. I know. Whenever I call you Ange, you're like, what? It's genuinely. like, I, Who is Ange? Bim is you and your name's Bim Bim, my phone. Sometimes people are like, can you give me Sarah's number? Like the other day I sent it to Rudders and I forgot it said Bimby. <laughs> and he's and like, he would have been like, freak is that, is that her Korean name? <laughs> She's protecting me. That's your career name. Okay, next question is, how do you keep it real and feel confident and positive by Mrs. Dodd? Hmm. I think when you keep it real, you feel more confident. Like for me at least, they're really closely tied together because the more that I show, and I didn't start this way necessarily. I was probably more curated at the start, particularly because – my entrance to social media was through a business. I had to be a bit more polished at the beginning. I found I was less confident and more uh, more overthinky on socials when I wasn't showing all sides of me. And I think it's because you create this persona and then the stress of feeling like you need to keep up with that or then you're always concerned about perception. And that's like, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not being inauthentic. It's just, it was being professional because mm. in the context of a business, I couldn't, you know, be as probably loose as I am. When, now. I, first met, I, when I first met you, you were. Yeah, I was quite structured about not, it. Not necessarily structured, but if I said to you, hey, I'm going to steal your phone and then put up stories oh of my, my God, no. face, it would be like, no. no, this is really important. Immediately a no. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's immediately a no. It's a no. <laughs> it's a no for me. But now you're so freely yourself. It's great. And then I, I also feel like you feel more confident then because you know that you're showing all sides of yourself, including the less polished, the more like, you know, conventionally embarrassing or awkward or dorky kind of sides of yourself or without makeup or whatever it is, or when you're sick, sharing all of those things and knowing people stay, then you get more confident because you're like, oh, I feel accepted in my whole self, not just accepted in a small part. I think also surrounding yourself with people who are who hype you up rather than pull you down, that also makes it easy to be confident because whenever you do get in an echo chamber of self-doubt or imposter syndrome, instead of someone echoing that or amplifying it for you, they just shut it down with you straight away. That helps enormously because the voices in your head really need people to help <laughs> like drown them out. Positivity all the time. I think the same with confidence. Both of those things over time – have become easier for me to be a default, but they don't start that way. I think both of them take practice. They're not just something, some people wake up with them. Some people have to curate them, but I think a lot of people think, oh, I could never be that positive. I could never be that confident, but it's definitely something you can practice. It's a skill. It's not just a gift that arrives or, or doesn't arrive. It's definitely not all the time either. I mean, you've seen me in both states completely without confidence and completely not positive, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's choosing to do things that make confidence and positivity easier in my life and getting rid of things that take away from those. Mm -hmm. Like there's a an element of conscious choice in the way you live your life that makes those things easier. Blocking out pages that trigger you and make you feel bad or negative. I think you use your people really well in that you have the I'm same. I'm just a user, yeah. You're Got a it. massive user, honestly. <laughs> you haven't paid any of the invoices for our friendship. I know. So. Sorry. No, um, I'm just put them on after pay. You are great in using your people in that you have the same self-doubt as a lot of people do. Even with simple things like, do you think this 
video looks funny. Like today, like, yeah. It was like, like, but just little things. That? Yeah. No, but yeah, little things like, is that sticker going to be really annoying? And when you look at your own things, you're very much self-critical. You see things that most people don't see and mm. care about. And it's nice to have people around you that you wholeheartedly trust that if they were to say, no, it's good, that you're like, okay, it's good, and you can just continue with it. Mm. And that helps a lot. And you use it really well. And I feel like it helps you because if I watched you try to make that decision, it would have taken 30 minutes. <laughs> no, but I would have posted it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, but instead you can just ask Nick or whoever and yeah. really trust their decision or their, their input and then you can keep it real. And the other thing you, you're good with with keeping it real is taking the mickey out of yourself. <laughs> it's really so great. much fun. <laughs> I used to do it with Nick all the time and now Sarah does it herself, which is so great. <laughs> <laughs> I mock you so much. And I still do. And at the start, I think I probably would have been like, oh, she might take it a little bit personally. And now I'm like, there's oh, no limit. I just go hard or go home. I think you're the same though. You're another one of those people that everyone assumes is positive and confident all the time easily, mm. but it's not effortless. Like you didn't wake up like that. There's been many times in your life where you weren't like that, but you can- Every day, all the time. Yeah. Like you choose to build those traits and- live your life in a way that helps those traits come out more than others. Mm. You know my strategy, low standards. So no one <laughs> expects anything from me. Everything's a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just fart on Instagram. <laughs> and everything, anything normal and socially appropriate, bonus. <laughs> also follow my beauty channel. <laughs> um, good one, Bim. Next one, how do you manage your crazy schedule by Steph Hunter 412? I think Steph Hunter is, you know when you spoke at, the Austin Hospital last year. Yeah, yeah. For physios. <gasps> yes. So your Hunter was one of the people that like loves you oh and follows you Steph. and so loved you having you there. And Fung was on the organizer and Fung's gonna hate me for saying that, but she was like, they all loved me because I got Sarah on. Oh my god, <laughs> I, like, I love you. her. That's Angela's older cousin. She's the greatest. There's a uh Ange does a thing called Cousins Day with all the cousins in her family, and I have been initiated into the cousins' activities. Yeah, we've so got cute. one next week. Oh my god, I love them so much. Thank you, Steph, for the question. Yeah, that's a great question. And I think probably how much I've been hit by these symptoms over the past couple of weeks and why I got a cold straight after COVID is probably because I, and I say it all the time, I still am not great at it. <laughs> I, I think if some of my followers were as brutally honest as they wanted to be, perhaps in the weeks before that, they could, could have said like, dude, you're going <laughs> to, you're going to burn out at some point. Something's going to happen. Definitely was traveling a bit much back to back and getting a bit overexcited that everything was reopened again, but generally I'm getting better at it. And the first thing is, again, the people around you, having people like the only fight Ange and I have ever had mm. is when, yeah. right, Paul, I agree. That is when it happened. That's what <laughs> it sounded like fight, too. Yeah, the only fight we've ever had was when she was like, oh, you tell these messages and you say to everyone like, look after yourself, health is wealth, blah, 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 and then you're just burning out all the time. And it's I a was, little bit hypocritical. I, I was okay. so sorry. so intervention. But it was true. I was telling everyone like, you know, your greatest wealth is your health and balance is key and blah, blah, blah. And I was like dead. So – I think having people who pull you up on it and help you not feel guilty about setting boundaries, who encourage you to prioritize yourself and not feel bad about it, who will never, like if you try and cancel because you're looking after yourself, who will never bully you back into, you know, who never make you feel bad about making those decisions. And also the way I look at it with any behavior, including 
confidence and happiness, like we spoke about before, but also health, is that the best thing you can ever do is learn what your triggers are or just pretty pretty much just hack your own habits. Like all of us will know when we're about to make a bad decision. It's pretty easy to see the things that lead you towards bad decisions. And I just build how I manage my schedule to avoid allowing myself to make bad decisions basically. So one thing I know for me is I'm very visual. So if I look at my calendar and I've got a full day with nothing in it, I'll assume oh, I can put stuff on that day. So if someone asks me, can you do something for a full day that day? I'll go, yeah, I can. But if I have the day blocked out as me time or no bookings, like a big trigger warning, like do not use this day because that's the only day you have off for 14 days, then that's the only way that it'll stop me making a bad decision and saying, yes, I actually can fit that in. So I know I'm visual, which means I calendarize everything so that when I go to the point of checking if I'm free, I've blocked out time for nothing, if that makes sense. Because that's the only thing that will stop my, like, that will break the circuit of, yeah, I can fit it in when I really can't. So, calendarizing everything, making appointments with myself the same way I would make a business appointment, limiting things to like two podcasts a day. I used to do like maybe five or six in one day and then try and go out for dinner. Now, I kind of know high energy activities. I can only do two a day. I try and only do them on certain days a week and have a computer admin day in between. When I'm traveling a lot, if I miss a weekend, like sometimes I work on weekends and for example, when I had the kick tour, they were full days on a Saturday and I normally wouldn't have a high energy work day on a Saturday. I'd do like smaller admin and stuff. So I had to replace that day with a quieter day during the week. And if I don't do that, if I don't replace it somewhere, I obviously, I burn out and I know I do. So I think hacking your own decision-making process to make your schedule more manageable And noticing if you have a week that felt too much, look at how much you did and do not do that much again. Mm -hmm. It's like a math equation. Like if you're 80% capacity and that still feels like you're burnt out at the end of it, then you've got to change it the next week. Just constantly tweak and tweak until you find what works for you. That's I think Jen's been helpful for you too. So helpful. So incredible. My manager is absolutely amazing. And that comes back to having the right team around you. Like she will openly offer if she objectively is noticing that like there's a bit too much going on and I say, no, nah, I can do it, she'll often be like, but can you? Like, yeah. should you? Yeah. And to have someone who isn't like, okay, let's just load you up, like who's on, you know, on par with this is very energy consuming. Are you okay? And also taking charge of saying no sometimes when I don't even have the energy to craft a nice no. She's amazing at helping just relationship manage and expectation manage with clients. Like when I got sick, she was like, not only are we taking the seven days of COVID off, like we probably should take it easy for 10 days, you know, and pushing all that out for me so I didn't even have to think about it. Like that is invaluable. Mm. Wow. Okay. I'm going to cut us off there. I don't think we realized that we'd end up chewing your ear off for over an hour and a half during this chat. It had been so long since we recorded the last one. So I thought instead I would split this episode into a two-parter and the second part will drop in the next couple of days. So you still get a full yes of our lives this week, but just in two parts. So stay tuned. The next bit will drop in a couple of days.